Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am only your classic nerd. Ali, my friend, I did a dumb thing. What I didn't do think? a dumb thing, but I, I, had a, I had a great event happen to me. But it <laughs> oh crap! Yeah, definitely not yeah, yeah. the framing you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do it? Uh, okay, <laughs> we chose the wrong day to do it. That was the dumb thing. There you to go. Do. Okay. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, because I don't want you to get killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just had my engagement party. I'm not trying to get that shit broken up. Now. So this is the first time that Diz is joining us after he got engaged. Yes. So by now, you guys have probably seen my wonderful um, post proposal video. And my pictures um, from the uh, like our our engagement shoot and stuff. Social uh, media, yeah, 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 man. I did it for the culture. Did you see that new video? Yeah, thank you. Um, hey, but that video that uh, our boy uh, Ali Baluch did from uh, the apartment with Asif and Baluch, and he's also doing another podcast with Fahim Anwar. So if you're on iTunes, look up Fahim Anwar. Our buddy Ali Baluch is a producer on there. Uh, one of the best guys I know sometimes he's one of the best guys i know he's always the best guy he's just a very sarcastic person it is true (laughs) i love him i I love baluch he's he's his personality is very his sense of humor is a lot like my sense of humor yeah (laughs) you ever try to hug him no i'm shaking his head do i try hugging him it's like he gets so uncomfortable (laughs) it's the funniest thing hug lots of people so i didn't know that Uh, i'm shaking his hand he's a great guy like so i purposely try to hug him because i know he hates it (laughs) (laughs) but he's too nice so he won't say anything but i do it anyway he's such a jackass (laughs) hey man sometimes you gotta do it but yes I had my engagement party. I got engaged. I have a wonderful fiance. Um, but we right had before en- Labor Day too. Yeah, we did a Labor Day weekend. So we did it Very September. Smart. Yeah, so we did it September fifth. Um, September fifth happened to be the hottest day of the year here in Southern California. Yeah. So our party was started at five p.m. Right. So you think yeah. like, all right, it's gonna be like an evening party outdoors. We did it in this like really nice venue. There was fucking- in fairness. In fairness. There's a, like the logic here stands. This is the perfect season normally. Yeah. In California, it's right when summer's turning just a little cool. It's still warm enough that you're not wearing jackets or sweaters. It's not fall yet. It's early September. It's right when school starts. It's like gorgeous, gorgeous weather. If you're in SoCal, you take advantage of it. So yeah, th- right. your logic was sound. Yeah, man. You know, based on like past facts. Yeah. <laughs> like, based on living in Southern California. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, this should be a good time to do it. Right. So we, we booked the venue. The the venue, by the way, there was like, um, when I tell you like, it was a really nice venue. Like there was tigers and there was like. What do you mean like, there were tigers? There was tigers there. It was, it's a, it's a, it's a wildlife zoo type uh venue that. that they rent out for parties and stuff oh, that's interesting um, i didn't know that yeah so like right next to like the our had little... i known that i would have tried to release a tiger <laughs> oh there was a parrot that kept saying hi anytime you walked outside that shit was <laughs> hilarious but it was an outdoor event right yeah, the because the temptation is too real <laughs> i'm just um, thinking of the tiger now i'm sorry you shouldn't have said that there was a big fat white tiger um, okay. And then, and then there was like an, a, a giant ass iguana. There was like zebras and all sorts of animals. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's owned by Saddleback Church, by the way. This place. Oh my god! I found Why that out. Saddleback after. owns this. I don't know. Um, I found that out after the fact. Uh, the hell? Yeah. So, anyways, 
Is Rick Warren still around? Never mind. I think so. Yeah, he is. Um, So September 5th, right? We do it thinking, you know, like, all right, it'll be, it'll probably be around like 85, maybe 90 during the day. And then at night, it'll get down to like a nice like 60, 65, right? Yeah. Uh, We get to the venue. Warmest, maybe 70. Yeah, right. We get to the venue. Um, So my fiance's family, uh, like her cousins are there a little bit early setting up. They get there around like one o'clock. Yeah. My fiance and I show up around like 2.30, 3 o'clock. And um, that's usually when it's like the hottest, like mid-afternoon. It was 117 degrees when I got there. Oh, my God. Yeah. So oh it was when the, when the party started, it was 110 degrees at 5 p.m. Jesus. By like 6.37, it got down to 95, right? Oh 95, God. 90, which if when you've been out in like 115 to 110 degree nothing. weather. Yeah. yeah. 90 95 is like all right this feels nice you know oh my god bro so hot like i was i was wearing this uh t-shirt called a thompson tee which has like padding under like your armpits so it like soaks up the sweat by the way whoever fucking invented that whoever thompson is you're a wonderful life yeah you didn't look like you were sweating in any of her photos yeah yeah because i was wearing that thompson tee and I had a fucking... That probably like, made you sweat a little bit more, though. Yeah, but it was underneath. Like, my shirt was... Like, my undershirt was soaked at the end of the night. But, like... Your was shirt dab- was fine. Yeah, my shirt was fine, right? And that's yeah, the you important didn't look, part. You didn't look sweaty at all. Yeah, like, it doesn't pop up through, like, yeah. the fucking suit and, like, shirt and stuff. It was wearing a light gray. Nice. Yeah. But it was a wonderful time, man. But then that happened, right? And then, you know, so we survived that night. The next few days were hot I- as hell, too. Yeah, and again, we should point out that the logic here is a good logic. Summer nights, Southern California, gorgeous. Even I mean, like, even the hottest days in Southern California, the summer nights are great, right? Yeah. You get that nice breeze. Yeah, you can like, wear your shorts out. It's just like you know, it's global yeah, warming, right? It's dude. a completely different experience now. We don't even have summer nights in Southern California. No, it's like it was humid. And, like, God. I'm not used to humidity in, like, Southern yeah, which California. Which is, again, another thing that SoCal doesn't have. Yeah, like, we don't have humidity down here, bro. It's but it's fucking humid as hell. And then sh- on, on top of that. clarify real quickly before, Sorry, before anyone panics or, or gets confused is uh, um, when we say engagement party, the Americans know what engagement parties are. Oh. They've become quite popular. But Afghans have a tradition of, like, a series of parties that yes. lead up to the wedding. So mm-hmm. it starts off first with, uh, asking uh, first getting to know one another the family specifically because yeah. Af- afghans are, come from a collectivist culture like like mm-hmm. most people in the world other than fucking americans right <laughs> so they get to know each other then there is the asking for the hand uh can you know will, will you know will you accept our son you know shit like that and that is a party itself yeah um and then there's a whole there's whole traditions of involving candy and exchange of candy and sweets and whatnot yeah and then an engagement party which is actually quite big so the engagement party is not like a minor it's not like friends and family it's actually this is like for people who are wondering like yeah people who are wondering like why is this such a big event it's because this is how they are yeah yeah and then there's another mini party right afterwards which kind of welcomes it's called the leg opening party yeah translates to yeah which doesn't mean leg opening in a sexual way yeah yeah Poiwazi means uh, to like to make it an easy step. 
yeah. to step over a threshold. Yeah, yeah. But I, um, and then the wedding itself is huge, and then there's a party after the wedding. So yeah. there's a series of like big, big events, which mm-hmm. is why Diz put on the event. Diz and the family put on an event like this. No, no, her, so her family puts on the engagement party. Her, her family puts on this one. Yeah. But the point is that these are these are normal this is a normal afghan yeah. cultural experience yeah yeah it's traditional stuff yeah it's actually pretty cool when you think about it right um very patriarchal but also like kind of sweet so like the girl's family brings like a tray of like chocolates and like different assortment of candy uh to to signify that like we're gonna bring in this kind of sweetness into your family and then the guy's family like showers her with like a bunch of jewelry and stuff like that like that yeah, there's some yeah. sweet stuff to it yeah, it's a bit much for me. It's a little, it's a little pageantry, but you know, yeah. It's but for my personality, it's too much. Do it for the culture, my friend. Do it for the culture. Yeah, um, too much. But okay, so that happened, right? So I had yeah. a w- wonderful, one of the, the greatest experiences. Congratulations again. Thank you, I appreciate it. So, arguably the greatest night of my life, minus the weather. And then, you know, the next few days it's hot as hell. And then Wednesday, I'm going into work. Yeah, and my car's covered in ash. Yeah, at the same time that this is going, almost the same time, uh, California's on fire. Yeah, and literally when I say on fire. I mean, like, holy shit, the entire place is on fire. Mm-hmm. And like, not just mini fire, like massive, massive, gigantic, cataclysmic fires. We're looking at some of the images that are coming out of California, and it's one heart wrenching and so surreal, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, you see the combination of really crazy weather with the fire makes for some stuff that is like purely apocalyptic, right? I saw I was looking at a fucking fire tornado the other day. Yeah, bro. Where the that, wind that happened a few weeks ago. The, yeah, picked up the fire and was spinning. Well, there's an, there was another one that was just more recently. Oh, sure. There was that big one, the big fire tornado that mm-hmm. was large. And then this one was look almost like it was on lava. And it wasn't lava. It was just the entire fire fucking floor was on fire right <laughs> it was embers that had spun up into that yeah. and then at this in a, like how big these fires are results in the fact that the entire atmosphere is now covered in ash and tinged orange so there's this, this dystopian you look like you're looking at mars kind of and that's what you, it felt like yeah it looks like i mean someone actually put a did a drone video of it and you won't you look at it you're like, oh my god yeah, and then Twitter doing what Twitter does best added uh, Blade Runner yeah, they, music they, they, to it, which was pretty, which is pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie, they dope, did a good but job. dystopian, very yeah. dystopian. But so here's the thing, right? So the forest fires down here in LA, and I think it might have all like the the San Francisco one might have been also caused by the same thing, but two different events. Yeah, but the same type of event. It was a gender reveal party. Yeah, someone joked him that you know. We we set California on fire for gender. Yeah, like, and I like bro. Here's the thing, all right. A gender reveal party caused more damage than every single Black Lives Matter protest in the country, right? That's like true. collectively. Yeah. But no one's sitting here saying Banning. that yeah, gender reveal parties yeah. and saying that the gender people that do gender reveal parties are terrorists, right? Yeah, but, I mean. We we just talked about like different cultural events, right? Yeah. How they're beautiful, but I gotta be honest, and maybe someone feels the same way about the events we talked about. Maybe. But I gotta be honest, I don't understand the gender reveal party. Like, why is that a big 
deal. I can I, I understand baby showers. That makes sense to me, right? It's like yeah. you're pregnant, you're going to celebrate the pregnancy. You know, you're far enough along that you're going to buy gifts for it. Like, I get that. Like, that makes sense. I can even understand if you want to do, like, an announcement party, right? Like, I know how, like, uh, Americans are really fond of, like, baby announcements, right? Like, uh, pregnancy announcements. They do the whole photo shoot and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Some of them are really cringe, but I get it. Like, the, it makes sense, right? Like, you're very happy. It's, it's a mo- how what I don't understand gender reveal parties unless you're really invested, which is bad in one gender, which sometimes you see right like you're like how excited people get for a boy, yeah, and how upset they get if it's like a girl or or whatever. I don't understand the purpose. Why are you celebrating the gender of a unborn child? Yeah, or discover like you're not even celebrating the gender. You're discovering. Figuring it out, dis- the bro, discovery of okay. it. Like, I don't get it. Like someone needs to explain. You know what? what I'll, the I'll, ex- is I'll explain it, bro. It's pageantry. We live in a world that's commodified by likes and outdoing each other for the likes. Right? I mean, that's true. There is a. There's without a doubt the, you know, the component of it done for clout and and for attention and whatnot. But gender reveal parties did predate. The mo- this contemporary moment. They, there's older gender reveal parties in the 20th century. But as you rightly point out, social media has made them worse. Right? 100%. The past 20 years, 10 years or so, it's like they're insane. But I, I st- it's like one of those things where you look at it, it's like if you had to explain, and I always do this, right? It's like if you had to explain this to a stranger or a foreigner or you had to explain it to an alien who had just arrived on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of the. It's another one of those things where it's like it's really hard to explain. Why are you celebrating discovering the gender of a baby? There's a million other things that are like exciting, and again, you can do these milestones. Afghans have their own version of milestones, right? It's like the forty days when a child is born, when a baby, when the kid finally takes its first steps. Like those are all very big, momentous moments. Baby showers all make sense to me, right? The gender reveal doesn't make sense to me, except for that you're deliberately trying. For some type of clout attention, there was the case of the Burj Khalifa, right? Yeah. And the gender reveal, they paid what almost a hundred grand. Nine, yeah, they paid ninety something thousand dollars yeah, for it. Ninety thousand dollars to do this massive. It almost looked like an advertisement when I saw it. I was like, "What is this an advertisement for?" I didn't realize it was a gender reveal party until the end where it's like, it's a boy, right? (laughs) (laughs) And they were crying and whatnot. I I genuinely, at first, I'm like, what is this? Is this like a tourism? Is this a new restaurant? (laughs) It it was so polished. And you go, you just spent $90,000. For what? Yeah, dude. I hope those people get robbed. For like, no, okay, that's best that. But like, for <laughs> the event, probably it lasted. The moment probably lasted what ten seconds. Uh, yeah, it was like a twenty-second long video. It's a twenty-second long video. Maybe the, I mean, there's a party associated, but still, like, you could have done anything with that money. You could have put a, it's a, it's a house in some places, right? It's a hundred thousand dollars a house in like, in in Oregon and Washington. In Wyoming, right? It's a house. It's a whole fucking house. You could have donated that. You could have put it aside. You could have put it aside for your baby's college. I swear. Like, I don't understand. $100,000. But if you're, if the reality is, if you're dropping a hundred grand for baby, you, you've got the money. Yeah. You got the means, but then fuck you. Like, don't show it off. Like, I don't know. That, that shit, that shit bothers but me. What was the, like, they put, he put it up online too. And it's yeah. like, 
it became this whole thing. Again, I could not explain it. I'm a smart man. The aliens came down. Like, why do you do this? And I don't know. I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, we're living... The, the dichotomy of it is what really gets me, right? Yeah. Is that we are living in this moment where it's clear the planet is dying. 100%. Right? And it's dying, and the people are having these gender reveal parties that's speeding oh, along that destruction. And you go, people really are living in these separate worlds that, that often don't even intersect with one another. Yeah. What really drives me nuts, right, is like, these gender reveal parties, this, this, that caused this fire, it's not like this is the first fire in like 20 years. There was just another fire a few months ago. There was a, yeah, there was a, a fire literally a month ago. Yeah, there was a fire a month ago. Yeah, it wasn't as every, bad as this one, but yeah, it was. There's it, a fire last year. It's like, yeah, this is this is the thing we're living in this moment where you're going, you you know from living memory, what can go wrong if a forest catches fire. Yeah, not from like historical experience, from your own yeah, living like anic- fucking memory. An- anecdotal experience. Yeah, you, you know, know it from experientially. You know it. Yeah, it's and annoying. yet you're still doing stuff like this. That are, I mean, I hope to God the people who did it end up getting. You know, I'm an abolitionist, yeah. but there's a part of me that kind of. I goes, hope they get criminal charges and like know, fines and stuff. Hit them with the fucking. Yeah. Hit them with the books. Look, here's the thing. All right, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with all our listeners. I am a sucker for clout. So I will do a gender reveal, but I'm going to cut a piece of cake and it's going to be either blue or pink inside. I refuse to do a gender reveal party. Well, I listen, I know my fiance wants if to do I it. Ever and have I know spawn, it'll get me likes. If I ever have spawn. You already have spawn and you didn't I do will, a gender reveal party for I little Hephaestus. Do. I don't have spawn. Don't say that. People are going <laughs> to genuinely think I have like some forgotten child somewhere. I'm a it's bad your, dad. It's your progeny. <laughs> First of all, I'd be. I'd be an amazing father. Yeah. Uh, second of all, you're a gr- uh, you're a great father from heaven, distance. Heaven forbid, heaven forbid, I do actually become a father. Um, I would never do a gender reveal party. Well, because you know, the to me, it's just it doesn't make sense. Two, it's also it builds in all sorts of weird expectations, right? Like, what if I don't give it the right response? Oh, yeah, like, it's true. Yeah, to like a particular if... color. I'm not setting myself for future fights. Yeah, it's true. I'm well, not setting be... myself up for like we caught you on camera. You didn't smile that part, you know, like, I was stressed. (laughs) I have have no expectations. Listen, don't cause any further drama. I know what your gender reveal party will be. First off, it'll be just you, and it'll be you summoning, like, all sorts of different djinn, and they're going to, like, cause a plague of locusts or a plague of frogs, depending on if it's a boy or a girl. (laughs) You're going to cause the the new uh, new Egyptian plague. It's going to peer into my crystal ball. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It's a a pre-modern sonogram. (laughs) A a necromantic sonogram, a crystal ball. (laughs) For any of you that have Photoshop skills, please Photoshop (laughs) Ali's face onto Miss Cleo. Please don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) I would love it. First of all, don't ruin Miss Cleo like that. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? She's a. I know she, I know, didn't she get in trouble for some type of legal stuff or something? Yeah, for lying. For whatever. She's a national treasure. No, she's <laughs> not. She, you know how many, now. how many infomercials that woman is a national treasure? It looks like they should drop all charges. As long as they're not like really bad charges, like she's not accused of like sexual, you know. No. 
So supposedly violence or anything like that. They should drop all charges against. Supposedly she's she still the, alive. I think so, but she faked the Jamaican accent, so she didn't actually sound Wait, like she's that. She's not even Jamaican. She, I think she is, but she like embellished the accent, right? Like that's what Wait, she. I, I know this. I have, we've talked about this. Why does yeah, this all yeah, sound familiar? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's. Embellished. I've buried it someplace in my brain. Yeah, though. I think we've had this conversation before. There was a podcast. We had this conversation. About I think Ms. so, Queer, but it's know? buried somewhere yeah. in my head. Yeah, she. she some em- of it's coming back. She embellished the whole Kalimanau. Your man's cheating on you. You know, because oh it sounded very God. like you know, like it's not real patois. You know, but like she pretended to be like more patois than it is. Patois is what the Jamaicans speak, by the way. It's not called Jamaican. It's called patois. I can't believe believe you all are slandering Miss Cleo. She slandered (laughs) herself, man. I'm just saying. Anyway, don't Photoshop my face on Miss Cleo. I'm a gorgeous man. Don't do Do that. I'm going to use the reface app. I got you. I hate you. Uh, yeah, please. That thing is annoying. <laughs> deep fakes, my friend. Deep fakes. Deep fakes. We're gonna be. We're, we're heading to dark times. Right? It's as if I needed any more reason to hate technology. You give it every day. You put up a GIF. Makes me alarmed. <laughs> makes me very disturbed. Put someone else's face on especially, someone else. Especially, especially the Omar ones. Those they're are perfect, really man. They're really alarmingly good. It's what yeah. it is. Yeah, when you put him on like Donald Trump or Mr. Bean, it yeah, fits perfectly. I don't understand why it works so well, but it does. Poor yeah, his, Omar. His face has been perfect for like the reface Totally app. his face ruined. Yeah. When I put like Reza on a reface app, it, it doesn't only quite works. work. It only works for like an Indian actor, you know? Yeah, like, it doesn't quite work. No, yeah. no, but Omar, Omar. He's got that I don't know. gifable face. Yeah, apparently he's got a jiffable face. It is what it is. Yeah. But the thing that the, the the thing that really frustrates me, setting the technology stuff aside and the gender reveal stuff aside, the thing that frustrates me is that California is on fire, but you have people who genuinely believe that it's not. It's a hoax. Right? Yeah, right. It's like that's the other component of this that really kind of throws me for a loop. Is like we science has become now. To be clear, science has always been political, right? Mm-hmm. It's always worked hand in hand with the nation state. Worked hand in hand with with colonialism, with right? religion. That's mm-hmm. nation state, right? Science has, uh, you know, literally given birth to racism, mm-hmm. right? Eugenics. The other otherizing of people have always existed, right? We find it in the medieval era, but scientific racism is a product of the of the modern era, of the early modern and modern era. Mm-hmm. And so, science has always had a political component to it, but science being politicized, in which, you know, you're debating whether observable reality is now a hoax, real or not. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to have a scientific debate based on evidence and argumenting based off of cases and studies and whatnot. That's science, right? That you build consensus through argumentation, through experimentation. I'm okay with that. But it's something else. Whereas I was, the other day I was on Twitter and someone posted, I don't believe, I can't believe you people aren't, you're, you're wearing masks. You think that's going to do anything, but the science proves you wrong. And you go, what science? The people who believe that these things are hoaxes think that science is on their side. Yeah, antivax.blogspot.com told me. And you just go, what are you fucking, what's science, you know? Science just means the shit I believe now, and that's what drives me nuts. It doesn't mean a methodology, it doesn't mean an argumentation, it doesn't mean any of that stuff. No. Right? It's not a method. It just means the things I believe. We're looking at film of California on fire. And people are still going, it's a hoax. And you go, well, what do you mean it's a hoax? There's no way that climate change has caused those fires. No one is saying that the sun burnt California. <laughs> We're saying that the sun dried out California. That a long drought, yeah, lack a of water. We've had a five-year drought. Yeah, changing climates as a result of that have made the fires worse. And again, 
Your own personal experience will attest to it. You don't need to be a climate scientist to understand this. I grew up in California. And in my lifetime, in my childhood, there was only one major fire. Was it caused by arson? It was significant. It was by arson. And it was significant that it caused ash to come down. It was very big. And I remember it was in the 90s. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was an adult that we started to see more and more. Yeah, and suddenly it became yearly. And suddenly we had a fire season. Yeah. Right? Right now it's fire season. And someone pointed out that I was like, we need to stop talking about how so-and-so is the worst fire in history or so-and-so is the hottest day in recorded history, right? Because that, that perspective misses something that we, instead we should talk about that that's the coolest day we're going to have for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. That's the smallest fire we're going to have for years to come. True. When you start to look at it that way, when you address it as this isn't an aberration, mm-hmm. But this is the new normal that we're walking into with eyes wide open. It makes it scarier. Then it becomes scary, right? I mean, the part of the COVID crisis isn't, that, isn't just that the COVID won't go away. It's that COVID may be the first. Of many. Yeah. What, we may be entering into an era in which we will have multiple pandemics. Yeah, it's a new right? globalized world. It's a new globalized world. There's, a, you know, all the, the interconnectedness in addition to the fact that the real dangers of, the, of global inequality, right? Mm-hmm. Places like India and places like Brazil are going to struggle with maintaining, you know, or dealing with pandemics. Yeah. They're saying, you know? they're saying if the pandemic doesn't ravage India, the economy will ravage the Indian people. Because... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I mean... There's no, and also climate change, right? Yeah. It's like climate change is 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 good happening right now. Yeah. It's not a. It's not just an American. Will thing happen right in fifty years. Yeah, the I have a climate change scientist friend who says the projections that always warn us about like twenty fifty. He's like that's the most optimistic. We we put that forward in order to incentivize people to act. The reality is that those worst case predictions are already happening, mm-hmm. right? We're already going to have massive-ass hurricanes in the Gulf. Giant fires that are wiping out California. This stuff is already going on. But the reality is, that as horrible as it is in the United States, climate change affects the global south, the so-called global south, even worse. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're, we, we talk about climate change only when the fires are happening or the hurricanes. But we haven't mentioned things like the massive monsoons and tsunamis and and rain seasons and floods that have damaged Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, uh, India, right? Like the, da- the monsoon season in India has become so deadly. It wipes people out and floods. Yeah. It's, uh, people don't realize, they think, they think, they only think in terms of America, right? Yeah. That's a problem, I think, is we only see things on an American scale, right? Well, Americans are very individualistic, which can be fine, but the consequence of that is the inability to think as a collective mm-hmm. and the ability to, inability to band together. I mean, I was watching The Panic just the other night. We had an, we had an earthquake on the East Coast. And by, when I say earthquake, I mean like a little little shake. It was like a two-point-something or a three-point-something. fart louder than a two-point-something. <laughs> it was nothing. The Californian in me was like, shut up, y'all, yeah. relax. It was at three in the morning, but people were panicking, right? 
but part of the 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 panic is really when you see in those moments of crisis and panic how little they care about other people Mm -hmm. they care only about themselves first and foremost and we see it also with covid right part of the the pushback against like i'm not going to wear a mask is fundamentally that my personal inconvenience trumps my personal convenience trumps public welfare I don't care what happens to other people as long as I'm not inconvenienced. Right. That to me is like, what the fuck do you even do with that? How do you even have a conversation? You can't with these How people. How do you even have a conversation with someone like that? It, it's, you, you literally can't. Like it's. Yeah. Jesus loves me. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks. Thank, great. We're definitely going to survive COVID. <laughs> Did you see the uh, protests in St. George, Utah? I saw like the the video but i didn't actually watch it i'm like i can't I, you didn't see i, it? I knew you i have to i was gonna get this will piss you off one of them was like george floyd said he can't breathe oh, we can't breathe with these masks i'm just oh shit you lady son of a bitch you can't possibly be comparing <laughs> the inconvenience of wearing literally nothing else has changed you can still go outside you can still go to your favorite fucking restaurant you can still have a fucking picnic. The only thing that people have asked is for you to put a little piece of cloth over your mouth for a short period of time. It'll eventually go away. It's really not that bad, man. That's the point. But people are comparing that to police brutality. Holy crap. There's no, there's no breaking to, to, through to people like that. There just isn't. There's, uh, there's no persuading them. There's no convincing them. These people are, are, I'm sorry to say it, but they're irredeemable. 100%. There's just no, like, you can't have a conversation with someone that is, lives in a completely alternate reality. This is something that really fascinates me because I work uh, with knowledge. I'm very interested. That's my area of expertise as a historian. Is I'm, a historian I'm an intellectual historian. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in the way people think, right? This is where religion and science and jinn and all that stuff comes in is because I'm, I'm interested in the way people think about their world, right? That's my area. I'm fascinated with that. And the thing that I find is in the pre-modern world, knowledge was restricted to an elite class, right? The best example of this is the library. What we call the public library doesn't really fully exist yet in the medieval world. They eventually start to develop, but libraries are private things. They exist in monasteries in Europe, and they exist in book houses in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. They exist for private people. Despite the kind of consolidation of knowledge or the centralization of knowledge amongst the sort of elite class, everybody worked within the same cosmology or epistemology. That means they shared the same world, even if in the far distance, like the peasants in the rural areas had all sorts of weird folk beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. That may not have been mainstream or believed all sorts of... They were still operating in the same world. The world and the networks of knowledge were all together. The modern world is really different in that way. The modern world democratizes knowledge. The library now is accessible to anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Wikipedia. Knowledge is accessible and open to everybody. But the consequence of that, like the unintended consequence, means that we're now operating in completely different worlds. Yeah. If you ever see, try to have a conversation with like a real conservative, they're living in an alternative world. 100%. With its own like 
points of reference, its own understanding, and there's no breaking through to that. Bro. It's a different, completely different I world. literally had one of my friends say, I saw the reports, I just read the numbers differently than you do. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean you read the numbers differently than me? Yeah, the numbers like, are the numbers. Yeah, what, like, the what, the fuck, what, what does that mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And so literally, yeah, this, this, is about the, this is about the CDC numbers, yeah, yeah. huh? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that, well, that one drives you me nuts yeah. because the CDC literally was like, no, no, you're reading it wrong. 190,000 people have died. Yeah. <laughs> the CDC literally had to correct people and still people, people are willing to use the information that the CDC puts out, but in their own way. Yeah, bro. It's like the CDC, imagine that. Like, let's say you, you say something, right? Mm -hmm. You say all apples are green. Yeah. And you say it in a particular context, right? Mm -hmm. Someone comes along and goes, according to Diz, all fruit are green. Wait, wait, no, what? And Diz goes, wait a minute, no, 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 that's not what I said. It doesn't matter what you said, this is what I'm using it as. Yeah. <laughs> you no longer have the right to, you, the source, the person who's actually saying it, have no right over interpretation anymore. Yeah, just it. You say it, it and now me. the interpretation belongs to somebody. It baffles else. me, bro. It baffles me, yeah, man. That to me is like, how do you even break through to your friend? You can't because they live in an alternative reality, man. It's like, here's the thing, right? I can tell you for a fact that the Cowboys lost yesterday when they played the Rams. That happened. I can't in my mind be like, no, nah, actually, the Cowboys won. No, it's a statement of fact. The Cowboys lost the game. Like, I can't not, I can't change that, you know? Yeah. But yeah. these people think they can. <laughs> like, it yeah. throws me the fuck That's off. That's we people have, and again, there's a, there's a conversation to be had about facts as socially constructed, right? What is considered a fact and what's not? There's a whole conversation about the relationship of knowledge and power. I'm okay with that, right? We can have that. But we are now in an era where people really genuinely don't disagree on interpretation. They disagree on the fact. They disagree on observe. And again, we can argue numbers. We can disagree on observable reality yeah like you can actually see it now it's like the, the flat earthers right it's like you can literally get on a fucking plane <laughs> no but you can google earth you could and, and you have oh, satellite imagery anything you could you could see it with your own eyes and they'd still not believe it yeah they they that's the issue <laughs> It's, it's too much. And it's like no matter how much evidence or fact-based science you bring, it's like these people aren't going to fucking believe it. And it's just like, right. dude, like, what, the, what else can I get through you? Do I have to like fucking beat it yeah. over the head with like a book? And that's my, that's my issue, though, is like my big concern is that there is no resolving this. I don't see a way of addressing this. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is systemic. This is epistemological. Can you explain and this what is epistemological means? Systems of knowledge, okay. right? The systems, of, like, there's no way. I don't under, like, maybe there is, and I'm just not thinking about it, but it's like, how, okay, Trump leaves office, right? These people don't go away, right? These people don't stop believing what they believe. These people don't suddenly, we're now in a moment, too, where like everybody's being accused, like everybody's deep state, everybody is a secret enemy. Mm -hmm. and, and to be clear, the left isn't entirely innocent of this either. Not at all. The, the left, while much more comfortable with fact and reason and far more comfortable with science, which is a good thing, can also fall into their own world. While it's not a completely separate world, there's a more of an echo chamber component to it, maybe not as intense as we see it on the right. A prime example of this is the Russian stuff, right? Mm -hmm. 
we know, okay, great, the, the Russians meddled. But now everything is Russia. Yeah. If somebody disagrees with a liberal, oh, that's a Russian hoax. That's a Russian talking point. A Russian bot. Oh, you're a Russian bot. I've been accused of being a Russian bot before. Yeah, so you, you sit there and go, okay, everybody, not everything is a fucking Russian bot, yeah. right? And it's not as intense as you see on the right. The right, on the other hand, completely operate in, in, in a different universe, and there's no breaking through the death. And if you have a society, now that wouldn't be a big problem if you lived in a different political system, but if you live in a political system that's based on consensus, mm-hmm. it's based on voting, like, that means that your system is going to be perpetually broken. 100%. You're, you're not going to have one Trump. You're going to have a dozen Trumps. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. <laughs> Because well, these people are running for office now too. You have like QAnon people that are yeah. running for Congress. And the, bro, that's okay. This QAnon shit, like, yeah, we brought it up years ago, and like we talked yeah. about how dangerous it was three and a half, four years ago. Yep, I yep. people are just picking up yeah, on it. I never anticipated it to get as dangerous as it is now. When I have, I did, oh, bro. I have fucking friends and like family members who are. You know, like, pretty left, pretty progressive, but they're, like, sending me, like, QAnon, like, baseless theories and accusations, right? It's a prime example of how primed we are to follow anybody. Because QAnon has been repeatedly wrong, Mm -hmm. right? QAnon, Trump never went on TV and said, my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. You know, you know, what is it, Robert Kennedy or whatever? Yeah, JFK Jr. JFK Jr., I'm sorry. JFK Jr. never appeared from the dead and is like, nope, here I am. Like, none of that stuff, none of it ever happened. <laughs> Oprah was never arrested. Hillary Clinton isn't in prison. None of it happened. Yeah, the Obamas Three, haven't been executed. Years later, no, no, one, no one put them on military tribunal. Years later, none of that has come true, right? But people are still committed to believing in it. Because and pedophilia of, is a fucking scary thing to talk about. Look, but the problem is that they, they, they have an issue with sex trafficking as what they can accuse other people of. They have, they have no actual interest in actually addressing sex trafficking. If they did, they would shut down ICE detention centers. Yeah. Right? We know that people have been sexually assaulted and trafficked and abused in those centers. If you really genuinely cared about children you would care about the children in those camps. Mm-hmm. But they don't. The children that are in the camps, they do nothing about. But the imaginary children hiding in the Comet Pizza, they're willing to shoot up places for that. That's the problem. Because for them, this is a religious battle, not a real battle. For them, this is, this is about fundamentally an ideological thing. They're so willing to follow Q. They're so willing to accept all that bullshit. They're willing to believe all this stuff. The reality is far scarier. Human trafficking happens all the time in America, and it's a complicated and messy issue that you can really take a good stand. If you want to take a stand on it, go fucking volunteer at a helpline. Yeah, right. Right? Go volunteer. Don't, but, but it makes people feel important that they can play tough guy on the internet. Mm-hmm. They can play detective on the internet. Put a bunch of pictures together. Look, oh, this connects to this and that connects to that. It makes people feel like they're doing something. It makes the powerless feel powerful. Or the imagined powerless, because most of the time they're fucking like soccer moms and shit, right? They feel like they can do something. Now they're part. 
yeah, they're part of the, the, the internet sleuths, right? And I can imagine that it only has gotten worse oh. because of the lockdowns. Yeah, ten times worse, bro, because people have Bored too much people. If you have a whole, Yeah, if you have a whole society that doesn't have fucking hobbies, <laughs> <laughs> our only hobbies now are what? We're online. Go play fucking video games, people. Yeah, we, do, we, we TikTok, we scroll, we do stuff like that. When you're in that type, if that's your operating, you don't have an actual hobby. You were very vulnerable to stuff like this, I think. 100%. None of these people pick up a fuck. I mean, pick up a fucking book, go outside and kick a ball. Yeah. Right? <laughs> pick up something and do something. Because other than that, you're falling into the, some of the, the stupidest and dumbest intellectual traps. In, I mean, this thing is nothing more than a con. One of the, one of the dumbest cons, too. It's not even that clever of a con. And people are falling. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. A, it's literally. Like, let's be real. If you want to fucking call out people that have been accused of like sexual assault and sexually assaulting minors, why aren't you coming after fucking Donald Trump? Yeah, why aren't you co- Dennis Dennis Hasser, right? Mm-hmm. Speaker of the House, Republican Speaker of the House, literally got caught, <laughs> right? Went to, was was supposed to go to jail. Where is that? Where are people talking about that? Nope, no conversation about yeah, that. You, are, okay. you, are, you like people are like, I read the flight logs. I'm like, did you or did you fucking read someone else claiming they read the flight logs? Because you read someone's Tumblr yeah, post because the real flight logs don't show Tom Hanks or Chrissy Teigen or Oprah Winfrey on the Ep- on the Epstein boat. Um, plane. It shows fucking Donald Trump on there. Yeah, it shows Clinton on there. But we've been saying Clinton was friends with Epstein for years. Yeah, but here's the thing: if they really cared about uh, child sex trafficking. Why the fuck aren't they pissed off? Forget Donald Trump's connection with Epstein. They'll come up with a million and one different conclusions about that, right? Mm-hmm. They'll come up with all sorts of excuses. Oh, that was early in his life. He bro- they broke up, whatever, right? Simple fact. Donald Trump himself openly admitted that he would walk in to watch 15-year-old girls undress in his pageants. Yep. You want, you want to talk about child sex trafficking? You want to talk about protecting the kids? There you go. There's your cause. That's when they don't have an answer, right? Oh, that's fake news. It's not fake news. It's his own words. We have it on tape. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. But this is—that's why. That's how you know that this has nothing to do with the children. They don't give two shits about kids because if they did, there wouldn't be camps on our border. Nope. And with that, we're gonna end our podcast. A fiery call for a fiery 2020. I mean, the year started off crazy and it's ending crazy. The second half is definitely not going out without a bang. We're, not, we're right? in the last quarter, bro. We're in the last quarter. We're past the intermission. There's no reaching a climax and kind of slowing down to a resolution. It's just keeps, it just keeps building. Hey, I'm calling it now. January 15th, 2021. We're going to see a 25 to 30% spike in COVID cases. Oh, Mark God, my words. We'll you know why? All right. December well, 31st, 2020. Everyone's going to be partying together and catching COVID. Oh, yeah. We'll be. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah. All right, Diz, why don't you take us Yeah, on? so you could catch us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy, Twitter at currently nerdy, uh, Instagram currently nerdy, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash currently nerdy. We're on the iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play uh, podcast apps. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Um, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. Ali, how can I get a hold of you? You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on our sister podcast, Head on History. Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. And season two of Currently Nerdy Sports is coming out soon. We should be recording our first episode this week, so I'll be putting it out on SoundCloud sometime this week. Uh, Pay attention for uh, the 
post on that on Twitter or just subscribe to us on SoundCloud and you'll see it. So it's just soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy and you'll find it on there. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in and remember, stay smart, sexy. All hail the currently nerdy empire.